Have you ever noticed how we're different and the same and the same and we're different and we're different and the same? All kinds of people. the talk of Muncie WMUN. All kinds of people. Hosted by Dr. Joe Mashevitz. Getting to know the people of Muncie and Delaware County, Indiana in a way you've never heard before. It's another way we're using our voice to build our community from Woof Boom Radio and 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, WMUN. Here's your host, Dr. Joe. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to all kinds of people on WMUN, the Talk of Muncie. And my guest today is James Mitchell. James, thanks for coming back to Woof Boom Studios for a chat. You're welcome, Dr. Joe. It's good to see you again. James is the uh, Director of Human Resources at Minatrista. We hope many of you get out, oh, especially with springtime coming. Thank mm -hmm. you to walk the gardens and get involved in the various activities and exhibits that go on there. Um, and James kind of uh, juggles a, a range of part-time employment along with full-time employment. But I want to take you back a little bit. Born and raised in Chicago. Yes. Whoa. And then off to northern Illinois for degrees. Yes. And I have a sense... Uh, the BA degree was in English, the master's degree was in education, that maybe teaching was going to be a possibility? That's a great sense. I uh, was in my high school musicals, okay. and so the last musical my senior year, I was voted most likely to be an English teacher because... I played Conrad Birdie's manager in Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> and so I went to college uh, with that understanding, <laughs> um, but did not get the opportunity. And so I finished my English degree and then had an opportunity for that master's degree right after, which was pretty exciting. There was actually a vote to be the best English teacher. <laughs> you know, those superlatives. People give out all kinds of superlatives, especially in groups. In high school, I got most likely to be an English teacher yeah. for that. Okay, I'll go with that one. Thank you. That's good. And then, like you said, off in the, the residence hall life. Thank you. Um, I As I went through your resume and well, and having been a teacher myself on campus, I guess I tried to imagine myself having a wonderful apartment in a dorm with some 400 other rooms, trying to find personal time, but also trying to juggle 900 people. So yeah. what are some memories of that, trying to do that, especially when you first started? Sure, especially when I first started, it was very difficult. It was difficult to separate my personal life from my my professional life because my office was connected to my apartment so I could go back and forth between the two without ever going out into the public space. So you were kind of locked into two rooms. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a yeah. very spacious, my apartment was very spacious. I had two bedrooms, a giant living room, a dining room. But a like kitchen. you said, you were in those two areas. Absolutely. And so what I eventually did was 
to create a boundary, I moved a filing cabinet in my office in front of that door. So if I ever wanted to go to work, I would have to leave my front door of my apartment and go into my office through the front door. So it created a physical barrier. I love it, James. And a mental barrier. And eventually I was able to, to grow enough that that was not an issue. And I was able to move the filing cabinet and flow freely again. But it really took that first year or so to get used to this this life of being a, an adult working full-time with a master's degree surrounded by college students and having some some time to myself or, or, or time away yeah or finding that time yes for yourself when you're sort of in that building with everybody else do you um do, did you have a sense that Part of the challenge of that job was, number one, to get to know the people, and that's a lot of people to get to know. It's not like a classroom of 20, mm-hmm. but also dealing with a variety of crises or just challenges that students bring to your, they would fall on your lap more than any place else to start with, right? Absolutely. Well, they often might start with the with the RA, the undergraduate student, okay. Okay. but at the same time, things could elevate pretty quickly, and that was... We're talking about 22 years ago when I first started that job, and I think students have changed in this generation as well. And so even the needs of today are not as, uh, or, or 22 years ago were maybe even less. I think some of the issues that people are dealing with are, are even more magnified because of social unrest and other types of, of um, movements that we've experienced. But yes, I, I remember getting a phone call from a mother in the middle of the night because she was afraid a child was suicidal. Um, I remember having to call a counselor out of a um, a Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur service to answer some questions about could the student overdose on um, a medicine that they had been prescribed. And so there were lots of those types of things that were sometimes one-off or sometimes maybe they weren't the everyday, okay. but they were definitely part of that day. And and that was a heavy thing for a 26-year-old to, to be managing. And you clearly have a sense, based on the contacts you stay in touch with, that maybe some of those things have magnified today even more, whether it be a spinoff of COVID or just a whole different lifestyle and challenges going on. Absolutely. I think COVID, of course, like all of us, interrupted what normal was. But at the same time, the the those challenges are just. I think they're they maybe they've always been there. They're just more magnified, and there's more attention being paid to them. But there's also, I think, a pushback between the generations that are, is coming and has been happening for a while. Um, that is just about just different how people were raised. So, yeah, what yeah. my high school was like versus what their high school is like was very different experiences. I. I'm going to back us up again because you mentioned being in a play back mm-hmm. in the high school days. Was was there more than one? Were you involved in a yes. variety of musical things? And, <laughs> yes, there was. And theatrical things? I say it was before it was cool. Um, you know, uh, what's the movie? High School Musical made it cool for oh, jocks to be yeah. in musicals. There were no jocks in our musicals, but yes, I did a, a spring musical every year when I was in high school and then a fall play one year as well, and I really enjoyed that. And that was something that I looked at as I considered college opportunities. Growing up in Chicago, one of the best programs in the country is at DePaul University in downtown okay. Chicago. 
I couldn't afford it, nor was theater probably for me. But at the same time, it was something that was in my mind. And and was going to the theater in the Chicago area part of growing up, as well as movies and the like? It was. The, uh, the artistic side. A hundred percent. And I miss that mm. sometimes. But I get it here in so many different ways. And I'd love to talk more about that because Muncie offers plenty of those kinds of opportunities. But yes, my mother will remind me that the first national tour of the musical Annie came to the Airy Crown Theater in, okay. in just south of downtown Chicago. And I wanted all of the things from the, <laughs> the whatever you call it, that little retail counter. Retail I wanted the counter. program. I wanted the <laughs> pin. I wanted the, the score, whatever. I wanted it all. Mm -hmm. And it's funny now as an adult, we're able to um, get to experience that still together. But I take her often and we get to see shows and and we'll do that we haven't done it because of covid but it is fun to be able to just run down to from the suburbs of chicago to downtown and um, experience something that's pretty magical in my mind so you clearly miss a little bit of that and we're going to get into a little bit more like you just said of tracking some of that opportunity that is here in muncie because i'm kind of curious to know about tracking that but um, as we head into a break, I, I'm quite interested in the fact that you are quite plugged into Habitat for Humanity in a variety of ways. Mm -hmm. What triggers that interest in particular? Interestingly enough, it was the first year that I moved here, our residence hall staff, so all of our full-time hall directors and grads, we volunteered at Habitat as part of a work project, as part of our training oh, from Ball State okay. University. So you kind of spearheaded that and stayed with it afterwards, of course. I stayed with it, and it, it's been a great experience. We're with James Mitchell, everybody, the Director of Human Resources at Minotrista, but we're going to come back and get a little bit more into this theatrical music, um, just the love of arts, basically, which I know James is very supportive of and fond of. Right after this word from some local folks, we'll be back with all kinds of people. guys it's time for our new sheriff goslin spring commercial it looks like it's going to be a busy season and it's time to get to work so what do you think we should say gary with the spring storms coming our customers should know that we are happy to work with their insurance company what do you think adam i think we should also make sure they know about our seamless gutter systems along with financing for qualified customers sounds good just remember to tell them to call pete all y'all Are you ready for a fresh perspective on life? It's God's turn to speak. Join us on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. right here on WMUN for God's Turn radio broadcast. During God's Turn, you'll hear from Dr. Daniel Stevens, the senior pastor at Grace Baptist Church in Anderson, Indiana, as he presents powerful truths from God's Word for your life today. Join us for God's Turn at 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. 
Expand your outdoor living space and get 11% off all concrete landscape blocks from Menards. There's no limit to what you can create. Check out our great selection of patio blocks. Design an open and spacious outdoor living area with 12 by 12 patio blocks. Get four for just $5 after 11% rebate. Good through March 26th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Ivy Tech is the right choice for your new start. Whether you want to move into a high-demand, high-wage field, you workforce-ready with a certification, or pursue your associate's degree, Ivy Tech can help. Classes are flexible, cost is affordable, and applying is always free. Email askmuncie at ivytech.edu for more information or apply today at ivytech.edu backslash apply now. You belong here. At Mucinex, we don't believe in cold and flu season. We only believe in comeback season, which starts with 12-hour relief. Just one dose of Mucinex DM provides 12 hours of relief for cough and chest congestion day or night. That's three times longer than those four-hour cough liquids. So say goodbye to cold and flu season and hello to comeback season with Mucinex DM. Nothing lasts longer among over-the-counter cold and cough medicine. Get relief that lasts with Mucinex DM. Use as directed. What do you mean he went searching for fresher powder? We have full classes today. Instructor down at Vesper Ski School. Toward each other to snowplow, honey, not a way. She needs more ski instructors to slalom through the day-to-day. Pizza? Fries? Whoa, Braley, no! Pizza, pizza! Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. On radio every week and podcast on demand. SoundCloud.com slash WMUN radio. Back to Dr. Joe. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're with James Mitchell, who's the Director of Human Resources at Minatrista. We encourage all of you, of course, to drift out to Minatrista, especially with springtime coming up. And James, I want to spin back now. In that first segment, we talked about your involvement way back in the day, thank you, with musicals and love of the arts and going with mom to various things in Chicago and... uh, you made a quick mention of the fact that Muncie opens up so many avenues for people. Why don't you share some of the things that you've been supportive of and involved in and why it's important to keep the arts alive like that? Absolutely. Muncie, from my very first experiences here, has given so much into the arts and there are so many talented people. Uh, of course, Chicago has those things, but you're also a tiny fish in a giant ocean. Okay, let me back you up a second because sure. you said with your first experience in Muncie, what is that experience? Absolutely. It was seeing the the international artists that are featured at the David Owsley Museum of Art at Ball State's campus. The you know, you see a Calder, Alexander Calder. I've seen those in Chicago. I can see them in other places in the world, but I can see them in my backyard and it's free. And so I've, I was a donor to the campaign that, that helped renovate the David Owsley Museum. And should that ever happen again, I know I'll support it. Um, but then you look at theater and Ball State has a wonderful theater program itself. Um, some amazingly talented students and I love pro- productions there. Emmons brings in some top-notch talent, um, and not just musical theater. It's 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 musicians as well and other artists. 
Um, and then that's just Ball State. We use Ball State to expand out. You can look to other places. I saw a wonderful production over in Anderson recently um, that portrayed a dialogue uh, between Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. And it was amazing, the art and the artist and the talent that came from that. And so then you just keep spreading out. And the nice thing about it all is you live in Muncie where the cost of living is low and it gives me the opportunity to take and invest my money in things like that, the arts, and, and, and really enjoying those types of things. And have we ever found James Mitchell maybe on the stage at the Civic Theater trying out for some roles in the Civic Theater? Or are you just dying to get involved? <laughs> there, there was probably a time that I would have considered that. I also know how committed that is and for the, the people who are involved and some great talent there. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, hoping to catch a show maybe this weekend. But the 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 commitment there, the time commitment, it feels a little too much for me where I'm at in life right now, professionally and personally, to be able to invest in something like yeah, that. Yeah, I've, I've known some of the people that have tried out and gotten the parts, but all of a sudden the rehearsal times really do take up a considerable amount of time yes. to get it to the point where they want to get it. Um, what do you think back in your early days, maybe even prior to high school got you involved and interested in arts? I I will always remember in elementary school, the Art Institute of Chicago came to our school and brought a dual slide deck and started showing us ah, the old slide slides, decks. slides of their art and being enamored by that. There were probably lots of other reasons that that felt special, but it was definitely special. And so then when I was in high school, I we did live in the city, so I could take the L downtown pretty easily. Okay. I would if I cut school, I would go downtown and go to the Harold Washington Library or go to the Art Institute of Chicago. I didn't do that very often, but there were times that I did that because it was there and it was an opportunity. And um, so I don't know what that there was one trigger. And there's no one in my family, my immediate family, that's necessarily artistic in that way. But there's just something about it that it speaks to me at a level that maybe other things don't. I'm just fascinated by the fact that you can jump on the L <laughs> and go to so many variety of places mm -hmm. um, with that in a in a large city and see so many different things like that. Mm -hmm. So I assume that with all the various things that come to Minatrista, Maybe we find you out of your office once in a while, stro <laughs> strolling the exhibit saying, man, this is really good. This is excellent. Absolutely. There's an exhibit right now called Mindbender Mansion that I'm really excited about. It's it's brain teasers and puzzles. And that's one of the things that I mm -hmm. like to do in my free time. And so being able to just go upstairs from my office and experience this exhibit it's exciting. And some of the other art and other exhibits that we have coming are things that I look forward to. But on beautiful days like today, I love to go outside and, you know, maybe walk through the garden or take a breather and, and just sit outside and eat lunch. So there are plenty of beautiful spaces there in addition to the things that we bring in to, to my workplace to make it an, an even more beautiful part of Muncie. Yeah, it has to, it just has to be a very good place to work at, but also when you do take a break, there's so many different things to do when you're there. So um, many of our guests who have been very important to the city of Muncie have been involved with a variety of groups. Mm -hmm. if, if I'm accurate, you've been the United Way team captain uh, since 2004, 
um, very involved with supporting United Way. That that was a thing that I did when I was in at, worked at the Career Center at Ball State. Okay. Uh, definitely wanted to support that organization, and I still support it personally, um, especially the the literacy programming and the the other organizations that the United Way funds. Um, but yes, you're right. There's lots of other civic things that I've been involved in, some connected to United Way and some not. Yeah, and um, I also, I made a note of student affairs friend. Um, that kind of keeps you still tied in, I assume? No, that was something that, again, was when I was at Ball State okay. that was okay. really a, more of a an informal mentoring program to help me help others coming to Muncie and to the campus to feel welcome. Um, you did some teaching in the Honors College. I did. Back in Ball State. Um, I wrote down Muncie to Springfield community, according to the Simpsons. Yes. <laughs> and I found myself saying, Honors College, hmm, according to the Simpsons. Can you share a piece of that? Absolutely. I mean, that's a fascinating title to me. I grew up in the in the late 80s, early 90s, and so The Simpsons, of course, were either someone's scandal, they everywhere, but you. they were everywhere, and I think that there's some smart writers still, and so the course that I taught was really about community, and we used snippets or vignettes from The Simpsons to talk about that, but we also used an academic textbook called Bowling Alone that talked about the decline of community involvement, and the, the nice thing was the the researcher went on to write another book called Better Together because he mm. was saying his premise was that the the decline in things like bowling leagues was an illustration of the decline of community and in decline of society, essentially. But what people did was they read his book and his resources and responded with, you have to see what's going on here and you have to see what's going on here. So Better Together was this whole idea of all these community-wide arts things and other initiatives that were really just exciting, showing that people were involved, they're just involved differently and maybe not in a bowling league. I've never thought about the bowl. I was in a bowling league for years, and then all of a sudden people didn't want to do it. Um, and bowling lanes have closed down. They have. <laughs> but it's my dad bowled from the time I was little. We went every Friday, and he was in a bowling league until he passed away. Um, and one of his teammates, she was the last surviving one, and she bowled in multiple leagues into her 80s, 90s, and maybe even up until she passed away at over 100. So I think there's something there, but it's just not the same. And, and it's okay. I think that's the other part of it is that the author seemed like he was saying it wasn't okay, and people didn't want to accept that, that that. That that was just a morphing, not a, a losing, if that makes sense. Yeah, and so I, I guess I'm hearing a passion in your voice for community togetherness and trying to create environments where community members from a variety of areas come together all the time. A hundred percent. That's the way that we're going to make a difference in our community is when we can come together and all voices matter and can really influence where the city and our community is going toward the future. We've been with James Mitchell, everybody, the Director of Human Resources at Minnetrissa. And James, a Chicago native, I appreciate you coming down to Whoop Boom to chat with us and uh, delve into a little bit of your musical background yourself and performance. 
um, and your continued interest into that very area. Thanks so much for being part of the program. Thank you, Joe. We hope to see you again or hear, have you tune in again next week, everybody, to WMUN, the talk of Muncie. I'm Dr. Joe Mashevitz. Thanks for tuning in.